Hi friends, welcome back to the Servings Podcast, a podcast designed specifically for school nutrition. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus and and we're back. Uh, we're back National School Breakfast Week. This podcast is being recorded at the start of National School Breakfast Week, as you will hear. Um, this will be intended to be published during National School Breakfast Week. Um, but I'm excited to, uh, to be able to uh, bring you some new content and to be able to chat all things school nutrition. I'm excited around this week's episode or this month's episode, excuse me, as it relates to um, engaging with the Marietta City Schools team a little bit and talking all things breakfast with them. So um, I look forward to creating a little bit more content here into the spring, uh, having a little bit more more space to do so and... and um, bringing some great conversations back to uh, back to y'all. So without further ado, please, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you have a wonderful National School Breakfast Week. I look forward to seeing all your pictures and your faces in person uh, at conference in uh, Jekyll Island here in April. Enjoy. everybody welcome back to the servings podcast a podcast designed specifically for school nutrition we've been on a little bit of a a hiatus and we're excited to be back national school breakfast week Um, what a a perfect time to kick off our our return to the podcast i'm joined today by a couple special guests Um, i'm sitting here with denisha harrison and Brittany rowe of marietta city school nutrition team cindy culver's uh right hand um, for her operation and we're kicking off national school breakfast week at al burris elementary school and so this is one of the first podcasts we've actually recorded in person since the first episode um so let me uh first say welcome and thank you for being on the podcast denisha and Brittany. of course of course thank you for having us yeah happy to be here (laughs) so it's national school breakfast week um we're going to get to a few things as it relates to uh to breakfast but most importantly, we have a tradition on this podcast, and we got to start there. This is the question that everybody is waiting to hear, which is, what are y'all binge watching currently? Whether it's on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon TV, or Amazon Prime, Basic Cable, Apple TV, what am I missing here? Um, anything and everything in between. What are we binge watching? Okay, I'll go first. Um, I'm Donisha, and right now I'm binge watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I got into it recently, and it's I think it's now season 15, which I'm currently watching, but also kind of backtracking to previous seasons. I mean, <laughs> and that's were, on Hulu. <laughs> that might be the uh, the first time we've heard RuPaul's Drag Queen <laughs> as an answer on this show, so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, hi, I'm Brittany. Um, I'm currently binge watching I Zombie, which is a show on Netflix about oh goodness, it's like a crime show, like a forensic science crime show. But one of the characters is a zombie, and when she eats the brains of the victims, she gets visions that help her solve the crime. It there's that. Well, there we go. <laughs> so um, those are. <laughs> Definitely unique answers and sound interesting. So if y'all are into either one of those and want to learn about, you know, crime solving zombies or see what RuPaul's up to these days, those are a couple, you know, strong places to start. Um, Again, 
we're, as we're recording this, the third season, the long-awaited third season of Ted Lasso is about to come back to Apple TV. So I think I am anxiously awaiting that. Um, so that's what I'll say is what I'm, I'm currently currently waiting for. So it's not actively binge-watching anything, just saving up all my binge-watching <laughs> for season three of yep. Ted Lasso. So into breakfast, National School Breakfast Week. We're kicking off here at A.L. Burris Elementary School in Marietta. Um, let's start with this. What's the importance um, of breakfast on the overall educational process of the students? Why is breakfast important? So breakfast is important for childhood development and also school performance in the way that it is the first um, form of fuel that a child will have in their day. Um, and we've seen from studies and research that kids have improved cognitive function, better memory, um, better attention spans, as well as improved behavior. Um, when they are able to have breakfast in the morning, they are able to deal with frustrations that might come up with learning or just social situations much better than when they don't have breakfast. Um, what I'm hearing there when you say that is they're not hangry. They're not hangry, yes. That is a big one for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it. I mean, <laughs> again, we, we, you rattled off some really important things, right? Like, as adults, it's easy for us to comprehend, like, yeah, I can think better mm -hmm. when I'm fed. And, again, sometimes it doesn't always translate down to, like, why this is important to make sure our students are eating properly, which, you know, this might transition into the, the next part of this question is, why is it important for the success of a school nutrition program that breakfast is we're successfully feeding students, right? Like, so as I transition to that question, I think it's important to also know that I don't think there's going to be anybody more better, more better, <laughs> better qualified to feed students mm -hmm. and getting them prepared for the educational process than a school nutrition program. So how does this, how does breakfast at the school um, drive the success of the school nutrition program, Denisha? So I think breakfast at the school, um, getting kids in the building excited to have breakfast, um, excited for their school day, um, really helps our program because they're participating. Sure. We want more students to eat the more and tell their friends about what they're having so their friends can come and have breakfast with us. Um, doing that, of course, that's our number one thing. We want to feed kids. We want them to have a nutritious breakfast. Because I saw a little girl walk in this morning with what looked like ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that might not be the most nutritious way, but helping out our program with students participating. Um, and I think that translates to lunch. If your students are eating our breakfast, they enjoy it, they might be more inclined to have lunch with us and enjoy it. So... I think that is it. <laughs> and I think an, um, an important distinction between just buying breakfast somewhere else versus buying the school breakfast is that school nutrition is held to very strict regulations on the amount of fat, amount of sodium, what kind of foods we are serving to the kids. Whereas when you're picking up food at Starbucks, McDonald's, there are no regulations. They can kind of do whatever they need to do to make you or get you to buy their food. Um, it's just a more convenient and nutritious option for students and their families. Yeah, and so all this sounds like obvious no-brainer stuff, right? Like it seems like it makes an awful lot of sense that the students should be eating at school. It, it makes sense from the educational standpoint, from um, a well-fed, well-nourished standpoint. 
but we know not all the students are eating breakfast. So what are some of the challenges or what are some of the hurdles that prevent our students from dining with us in the morning? Well, I think one of the main things might be perception of parents. Um, school meals are not like what they were used to back sure. in the day. Even Denisha's looking right at me when she says it. So, um, I am the demographic that she is speaking to who are making judgments here. I did not mean it like that. Um, I was about to say, even from when I was in high school, things are totally different. I'm not that far removed. Um, <laughs> but I think... Um, you know, that people participating in our program and all that stuff, perception is a big thing. They think that, you know, it's square pizza still or, you know, things aren't as healthy. They don't realize that we're serving whole grains to their students. Um, I think that's the biggest thing so far. Mm -hmm. What about you? I think there's also just a gap in communication between school nutrition programs and their parents that Yes, there is the perception from when the parents were in school themselves or just what they've heard from media, but I don't think parents necessarily know the types of foods that we serve and that it's cheap and convenient and like those talking points aren't always communicated well to the parents. Yeah. Um, and I think there is a decent amount of work that we can be doing as a school nutrition program to improve that. Yeah. Brittany, you, you hit on a topic that... Um, um, I speak to a bunch through the through this podcast, and this won't be uh, our listeners' first time hearing me say this. Um, school nutrition historically hasn't done a great job marketing. Not the strongest suit, right? right? Mm -hmm. And so I think the, the the breakfast program is a great opportunity to change those misperceptions, to market, right? We know how much money Chick-fil-A and Starbucks and McDonald's spends on marketing, whereas school nutrition is sort of like, hey, look, we have breakfast, right? Like it's there's a big gap. Mm -hmm. And so I think the more that um, our programs can change those misperceptions and market to the parents and say, hey, instead of sitting in that drive through line for 30 minutes at Chick-fil-A, why don't y'all come here? Mm -hmm. Instead of this idea of like, well, the breakfast when I was in school was really not good or was just for those who couldn't afford breakfast. Mm -hmm. Like that's not what this is anymore. This is truly a holistic look at what is in the best interest of the student from the educational process, and we're here to, to function as part of that. So it's interesting to hear those challenges and hear that it, you know, the opportunities revolve around marketing because I think we probably say that on about half the podcast so far. Um, so the fun part of this is, what do you see as the next evolution of the breakfast program? What are some of the trends that are on the horizon that you see or you're, you're interested in or some things that y'all are doing in Marietta City that um, other folks may be interested in hearing about? Um, I know we've spoken about this um, several times now and even just recently um, the ease of getting the food to the children and their parents especially at our high school level our high school students are one of our hardest demographics sure. to get to eat breakfast um, and there's of course there's like a social perception of older teenagers they just don't they just don't eat breakfast. Um, so a little bit of that goes into working on networking within the high school and really getting in front of the kids and like educating them on like why breakfast is important. Um, but in addition to that, talking about trends of how can we bring the outside food market and food marketing techniques into school. So 
mobile order ordering would yeah. be phenomenal. When will it happen? Who knows? Who knows? But it's great. <laughs> yeah, we we talk all the time, right? Like we were just talking this morning about the importance of real estate, right? Like the positional advantages a lot of these uh, QSRs and these chains have over our students, right? They have to drive past them on the way here. How do we overcome that hurdle, right? Like helping them order before they leave the house, knowing that there's a pickup spot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the, the anecdotes that I was sharing this morning was, you know, I'm not going to say any names, no names. Um, you know, one of the high schools, the cafeteria couldn't be further away from the student parking lot. And so I, I'm, I might be projecting here, but when I was 16 and 17, there was no chance I was getting from that parking lot to the cafeteria in the morning with all of the distractions that were awaiting me. Um, and then finally, like, Again, and maybe Denisha, you can speak a little bit about this, but some of the different and unique levers that can be pulled, right? Like, again, big shocker, I'm going to say the word coffee. <laughs> Anyone who knows me, that's um, where my reputation is kind of built. But taking those, those menu items that we see students gravitating towards outside of the mm -hmm. school and bringing them in, uh, what kind of success have y'all had with maybe those different levers and those different menu items? Um. For breakfast specifically, I don't think we've brought a lot in um, as far as like trying to mimic or recreate what's on the outside and brought inside um, school nutrition. Well, now. now that's giving you some credit. I saw this morning that there was a biscuit being served to the students. Yes. I mean, that is synonymous where we're at in this part of the country. Correct. So I feel like there's... It's just inherent, but that is essentially it's, the same it's thing. It's one of the things. Um, yeah, so for breakfast this morning, we did a sausage biscuit. But kind of jumping back a little bit to the trends, possibly, um, I really think, and we've done it before, second chance breakfast mm -hmm. is a good thing. Um, and depending on how your district does it, we experimented when we had provision two at the high school and were able to do it during first block. Um, and we saw our breakfast participation increase from 200 breakfasts to over 800 at the high school level. Um, but that was us going from class to class for a whole 80 minute block. Sure. <laughs> um, but our kids really enjoyed it. Now, was it because they were getting out of class? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who could say? But they were getting breakfast. And Which we is kind important. of, right. And we kind of catered the menu more towards like snack items so it's mid-morning snack that still counted for breakfast so like peanut butter cups yeah with crackers because that you know protein and all that stuff um fresh fruit all that stuff they were picking that up they were really enjoying the options that we had we even did like mini sandwiches that would count it's not quite a breakfast item but it was something to hold them over until lunch sure um and we had major success with that and we're actually about to bring that back this week that's at exciting. the high school for like, a couple I, days. Seeing breakfast go from 200 to 800, that's not insignificant, right? Like at mm -hmm. a high school. <laughs> and that's just, again, the same idea, taking the breakfast to the students, right? Like Correct. I think the reliance on them coming to the cafeteria might be a little bit of an outdated model, mm -hmm. especially having gone through what we've gone through over the last few years where we've gotten administration more comfortable with breakfast in the classroom and seeing kids walking around with food in the hallways. So. Yes. Yeah, I, I think you're right on there, Denisha. So we'll, we'll close out this, uh, this podcast with, um, with a question around National School Breakfast Week. I know, Brittany, you were doing some promotions for National School Breakfast Week. One, I'd love to hear the promotions that Marietta City is running to highlight National School Breakfast Week. And maybe, Denisha, what your favorite part of National School Breakfast Week, seeing as you've been a part of a few of these so far. Yeah. 
All right, so in terms of promotions and marketing, for all of our elementary schools, we are doing a punch card system. So every student gets a punch card, and if they get breakfast three times that week, then they get a prize on Friday, which the prize is a free cookie at lunch. <laughs> um, we also were able to get our hands on several toys and activities that are breakfast week themed. So the students will receive those during breakfast for the first couple of days until our staff runs out of them, basically. Um, for our middle school and high school, we have two really big giveaways. So at our high school, they are receiving a pair of AirPod Pros. And at our middle school, they have a Nintendo Switch Lite. So any student that receives breakfast during the week they are automatically entered into that giveaway. Um, and every day they receive breakfast is, a, is an additional entry into that giveaway. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot my question. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you needed a bigger breakfast. Um, yeah, I did. Denisha, so your favorite parts of uh, National School Breakfast. So week. my favorite part. So we do something unique here, and I don't think we set it up this year. It's kind of sad that we didn't do it, but I understand we've had – um, a busy kind of couple weeks leading up to National School Breakfast Week, but we used to actually get on the bus in the morning. So get on the bus <laughs> with the kids at 6 a.m., ride the bus as they pick up kids. Right before they drop the kids off, we would do a nutrition education session with them, just about the importance of breakfast. We'll have stickers, pencils, giveaways, stuff like that. Get them really pumped up to get into the school and actually you could see the entire bus go through the breakfast line. That's Once awesome. we did that, like we would have balloons, like it's a big deal here. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I really appreciate y'all <laughs> taking the time to share your thoughts, especially as we kick off National School Breakfast Week. This podcast will likely be published at the back end of National School Breakfast Week. But really excited to have y'all here. You know, I'm a big fan of what y'all do uh, within the Marietta City School Program um, and the, the school nutrition program for Marietta City Schools. And um, Again, National School Breakfast Week is one of my favorite weeks of the year. One, because, you know, breakfast is some of my favorite food and coffee. And, um, again, seeing y'all highlight the importance of breakfast for kids uh, means a lot to me personally. And um, I can't thank y'all enough for uh, the important work that you both do. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. And glad to, glad to have you in person. It's great to record a podcast mm -hmm. in person again. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Corey. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> y'all take care. Okay, bye.